Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in day four of the Forgiveness and Hope readings. And before we get started, I just wanted to begin with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done for us. I thank you for your forgiveness and the hope that we have in you. The fact that you have forgiven all of our sins, the sins that we've already committed, the ones that we're doing right now, potentially, in the future. Because you've already seen them. You know all. You've seen all. And time is not as we see it. Time is how you see it. And you see it all. You've seen it all. You know it all. And you've forgiven us. You made plans for us so that we were forgiven. And I praise you, Father, for that hope that you've given us for the new life, the living hope that we have in you. And I just pray today as we read that your words would come to life to us, that you would speak to us, that our hearts would be opened, our minds would be filled, our spirits would be filled to overflowing with you, and that you'd be honored and glorified by all that we say and do. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in a number of different um, verses today, again, just like yesterday. And in forgiveness, we're in just one. We're in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. It's the parable of the unmerciful servant. We covered that also during Jesus' teachings that we are reading, his life and teachings. For hope, there's three, three verses we're going to be going through. We're going to be in this Old Testament twice. First, we're going to be in Psalms 146, 5 through 6. Then we're going to be in Ephesians 2, 12 through 13. And then we're going to jump back into the Old Testament and we're going to read Jeremiah 20, 29, 10 through 14. And I actually thought about just changing up the order of those verses to keep, make it easier for us to be, you know, stick to the Old Testament, then go over to the New Testament. But they really flow well together, and I think it's important. One of the things that I was, as I've read this and I was praying, that really hit me hard was perspective. And throughout this entire um, reading today, it's about perspective of our forgiveness and forgiving others, and then the perspective of what we hope in. We'll see that our perspective should be very different than what the world tells us. And as we go through this, just keep in mind and think about what's the perspective that we look at as we're, as we're living our lives on a daily basis. So with that, I'm just going to uh, start with Matthew 18, verse 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not even seven times, but 77 times. Other verses or translations are 70 times seven, which is basically the idea of infinity in the Jewish customs. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. 
The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. So think about that, 10,000 bags of gold, and this was a servant. Now, I'm assuming it's not a servant in, the, in his household, unless it's maybe you know, a tax collector or something. I don't know. Uh, but I, I believe merchants, everyone, um, were servants to the kings back then. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, not a hundred bags, and not gold, but silver. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. I've never really understood that because... If you have a person thrown in jail and their family also, how are they going to repay the debt? Especially if they don't have big, you know, extended family who could come and maybe help out. You know, they're not working now. So how are they ever going to pay it back? Anyways, um, when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all all the debt that was yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So perspective. God has forgiven us the totality of our sins everything we've done to somebody, to ourselves, and just in general. The total sum has been forgiven. And when someone does something against us that we think, man, that really sucks, they're a jerk or they're whatever, they've sinned against me. It's just a sliver of what God forgave us. So the perspective of the major 10,000 bags of gold versus the minor a hundred pieces of silver. It's such a small comparison that we would, that we should forgive others for. And, you know, you think about all that we've done and all that we owe. And yet God has forgiven all of that and ignored or wiped our slate clean. And that really is such the kind concept. The other part is with your whole heart, forgive someone. Don't just say you forgive them. You can't just say, I forgive you, and then still hate them. You have to forgive them with your heart. It doesn't mean you have to have them back in your life if they've hurt you, but it means that with your heart, you have to forgive them. And you can't just give words. You can't just say, yeah, I forgive you, then go talk crap about them behind their back. At least that's how I take it, right? Um, Because at the end of the day, we're called to forgive with our whole heart. And so... With the perspective, and it, that's not easy. <laughs> There's plenty of people that I struggle to do that with, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I have. I mean, I'm not talking saying I'm good at this. It's just what the Bible says. All right, so <laughs> moving on to hope. Again, think about perspective. Blessed are so we're in, uh, we're in Psalms 146, verse five. Blessed are those whose help is the God of, let me start over. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. 
He remains faithful forever. So perspective, again, he's the creator of everything. He created heaven and earth. He filled the seas with all the animals and, you know, all the creatures and same with earth. He created everything. So how much bigger can our problems be when the person that that we get to hope in, that we get to go to is God, the creator of the universe. I mean, again, perspective. If we then move on to Ephesians 2, verse 12 through 13, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, who you once were far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Again, perspective. We're part of his family. We're part of his chosen people. Israel's the chosen people. Okay, We were foreigners. We didn't belong. We were far away. But we're now family. We're now part of it. So we, again, we get to go to our father, Abba Father, and say, help me. Hope. I need hope. I need your assistance, creator of the universe. And you can be confident of that because God wouldn't have had his son die on a cross, a torturous death for our sins, to make us blameless. He w- it wouldn't have happened that way. That sacrifice, that great sacrifice, wouldn't have been done. So again, it's all about perspective. Lastly, let's go to Jeremiah 29.10. This is what the Lord says when 70 this is what the Lord says when 70 years are completed for Babylon I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart there's that all your heart thing again I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. So when you feel like you're nowhere close to him, that you're in exile, that you're far away, when you call out to the Lord with all your heart, he hears you. He has plans for us. He has plans for us to prosper and not to harm us to give, a, give us hope and to have a future. But again, we need to come to him, our father, with a full and complete heart. And it's all about perspective. How big are our, our worries when compared to the creator of the universe? So with that, I just hope that, you know, as I was reading and I was praying, I kept thinking about and kept having put on my heart perspective. I've sinned huge. I've done bad things in my life. Things I still sit and regret. And yet God forgave all of them and any upcoming ones. (laughs) And yet when someone does something to me, it's minor in the scheme of things. Doesn't mean it's easy. Just means it's minor. And yet when I'm concerned and I'm stressed about my life, it's not working out. I'm scared. I'm concerned. And we could get into worry and, you know, don't worry for anything. You know, the Bible says, 
but still I do. Where do I need to really look at the perspective? My issue, my challenge, my concern is so small for the creator of the universe. And he has a plan. He definitely has a plan for us. He has a plan for each of us. We just need to hold on and wait with expectant hearts. So with that, I'm going to close in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for the hope you give us. Thank you for the forgiveness. Thank you for letting us call you Abba Father. And thank you for bringing us into your family, for loving us so much that you sent Jesus, that Jesus, you died on the cross, a horrible death. A price, my, my price was your blood. So I know the, the adoption is real because you wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have gone through that if it wasn't. So Father, I pray that I, when times are, stru- are tough and I'm concerned and I'm stressed, I'm scared, I pray I'd focus on you and remember to hope in you because it's there. You have a plan for me and you love me. I am your child and you love me as such. And I thank you for the forgiveness that Christ bought for me. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day. Take care.